This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Democrats have to be very, very, very strong about making sure that we have a representative democracy, that we make sure that the economic agenda that can actually deliver for the American people isn't stonewalled uh, and filibustered and prevented from changing the, the real odds here in this upcoming midterm. Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. What? What? Huh? News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. Is that McGee chick, right? Oh, sometimes I think I must go mad. Uh, News Talk 550, KTSA, I just said that. It is the Sean Rima Show, and the phone lines are open 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. I'm I'm just in one of my moods where my my bowel is irritating me just enough that I'm I'm feeling very cantankerous and angry, uh, and I'm going to do a personal inventory before the show's over to make sure that my spirit is okay. But man, I, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm just I'm so sick of all this crap. Uh, Jen Saki is asked Jen Saki crap is asked about the criticisms of O'Biden, uh, O'Biden, of Biden, well, you know, O'Biden, why not? Obama, Biden, whatever, the same thing, same damn thing, except one's feeble and the other one's uh, smoking pot, uh, is uh, rather angry and bizarre speech uh, from Atlanta and, and this, this, this obsession with, uh, with this uh, election law. And uh, uh, Jen Psaki basically said that uh, the critics are hilarious after the same people for four years were silent when Donald Trump was speaking. You know, Trump's all they got. I, I, when I first logged on my computer today, this morning when I got up, uh, you know, first thing I saw on, I think, the Google page you know they have you know they have those news stories that kind of flash they have the news story for a few seconds with the headline and and then it uh, and then it goes on to another news story and the first one i saw and i didn't see the whole story was trump's big lie because that's newsworthy trump's big lie uh you have a sitting president who lies out of every orifice of his body every single stinking day whether it's about why the shelves are empty in the grocery stores uh, whether it's about COVID, uh, whether it's about racism, uh, whether it's about his own life experiences, many of which he didn't actually experience, and it's it's Trump's big lie. Oh, and the phone lines are open two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Whatever you, you, if you want to respond to what I'm talking about. And, you know, I heard Riccardi talking about this last night, and, and i gotta, I got to chime in on this, that you, you now have folks talking about Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton as the, uh, the best chance, the most viable chance, to beat whomever the Republicans toss up in the next presidential cycle. Hillary stinking Clinton. Uh, the Wall Street Journal had an, I think it was the Wall Street Journal had an op-ed piece, several op-ed pieces on how she's the best chance. Bill Clinton's out there saying his, again, which he said in years past, is the most qualified person on planet Earth to be president, including himself. Hillary Clinton is out there doing interviews all of a sudden where she's talking about how you win elections. Basically saying, well, you, you can't just focus on the blue states that are easy to win and they're always going to vote Democrat. You, you have to uh, have a message that wins in the red states, basically uh, saying that well, you guys are just so extreme, even though most of this crap they're after she supports and has supported. Now it's, well, you know, if you want to win, win in the red states or, or in the, even in the blue states where it's not a done deal, you know, maybe you need to not be so extreme. You need to know how to win elections. Hillary, what election did, did you know how to win? Anyway. 
And on Where and Rhyme, we talk a lot about, you know, the great evil plot. And uh, and I believe to a certain extent there is an evil plot that's been afoot for several generations. Uh, but I don't know about you, but when I start hearing about Hillary Clinton as a viable choice in, what, 2024 to go up against whomever the Republicans run, here's what I'm hearing. Desperation, baby. I'll be hearing desperation. Because that, talking about Hillary, you know what that tells me, and I'm sure it tells you you the same thing. It means he ain't got nobody. It means that while this, there may be certain elements of this slow-moving, well, now quick-moving, fast-moving socialist or fascist takeover of the country, which has been, you know, underfoot for or underway for several generations, whether you're talking about the public school system or uh, uh, the the, uh, division, the sharp division between Republicans and Democrats and the ever-increasingly extreme uh, platform or agenda of the Democratic Party, okay, as far as the evil plot when it comes to Joe Biden, I think they totally screwed up, and they don't know what to do. I said this on Where and Rima. I think they thought if they got any Democrat into the Oval Office, even a racist, Caucasian, corrupt, establishment guy, like Joe Biden, who has never accomplished a damn thing in his entire career, even if they could just shove his ass into the Oval Office, then they could make things happen. Then it would be easier for them to get stuff done. Uh, and it didn't work. <laughs> and tragically so. I mean, this is almost Shakespearean. It's going in the opposite direction for him. He is, his approval ratings are in the 20s and 30s, depending on which poll you look at. He is uh, widely disliked. You even have a certain percentage of Democrats who don't approve of his uh, of his job performance thus far. And his uh, reaction is to yell at you and me and tell us tell us what racists and what rubes we, we are. So uh, when, when I start hearing about Hillary Clinton, it tells me that they really are in a scramble because they genuinely don't have anyone else. What are you gonna, you gonna run AOC? <laughs> you gonna run Ilhan Omar? Who are you going to run? Swalwell? I mean, who are you going to run? They're, they're, on, the, on the Democrat side, you know, and I don't want to make the whole show about stake in politics, but on, on the Democrat side, who do they have that's younger, that's passionate, that's exciting, that lights people up, that fires them up? Beto? No. Again, Beto has the opposite effect. And the fact is there's nobody there. And that's what I mean. This part of it and this whole thing about getting Biden into office has been a total stooge dance. They really, really didn't think it was going to be this bad. They thought the lame old dude could just shuffle about for a few years while they work behind the scenes to get certain things done to uh, solidify their, their, their power. And the elections bill certainly is, is one aspect of that. But there's probably all kinds of stuff going on behind the scenes. This weaponization of the DOJ uh, against uh uh, folks showing up to to uh, high school, uh, school board meetings, and and uh, the special unit that's going to go after domestic terrorists. Uh, you know they they are in desperation mode. They thought this was going to be a much easier ride than it is, and again I say that because they're bringing out Hillary Clinton, and actually talking about Hillary Clinton as a viable presidential candidate, which she holy crap is not okay consider this they tried to cheat that election this is how bad how piss poor a candidate hillary clinton is they tried to cheat that election against donald trump and she still lost you are the worst card player in the world if you expertly cheat at cards and yet you routinely lose (laughs) you're a bad cheat okay or you're just a bad human being. Hillary Clinton is so universally disliked, all right, that she can't even win by cheating. And don't tell me uh, these folks who are writing these op-ed pieces are somehow magically unaware of that. It's a bunch of crap. Of course they know she's a loser. They just really have nothing else. They're, maybe they're rolling the dice on just enough moron chicks will vote for her and enough effeminate dudes uh, uh, will, will vote for her simply because she's a woman and they think that'll work for them, they are grotesquely uh, misinformed. (laughs) Oh, that laugh, I can't even stand it. Makes my teeth itch.
So good luck with that. I mean, my, my, my reaction to the new rhetoric about Hillary Clinton is, by all means, man, <laughs> you, you go right ahead and you run Hillary Clinton, man. And that'll, yeah, that'll be, I tell you what, if it's DeSantis on our side, that'll be some great TV watching, yeah? Please, you know, and, and, and make, and, and Trey suggested that, make Beto the VP. There you go. There's a winning ticket for you Democrats. Holy God. This is a ticket for the ages. Hillary Clinton and Beto. All right? Run with that. My God, please, by all, please, I beg you, I dare you, I double dog dare you to run Hillary and Beto. Because, you know, you, you would most certainly lose. And, again, I don't think you can cheat your way out of that one, man. You may have been able to, been, been able to cheat Biden into office. But I don't think you could. You couldn't cheat her into office the first time. I'm not so sure why you think you could do it this time. What do you think? Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean Rima on News Talk five fifty KTSA. Hi, this is Trey Ware, and you're listening to News Talk five fifty KTSA at FM one zero seven one. Stay connected. And we're back nine uh, twenty two twenty two twenty two minutes after nine, which is what nine twenty two means. On uh, News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I got me a fancy clock, Chris, to hang on the wall here in the living room. where It's like a little radio station now. I got me a fancy clock. Well, you said 922-23. I figured you were just doing the seconds because you had that on. Uh, no, it's 922-43 and 46 seconds, 47 you, seconds, 48 seconds. When you said 22-23, it was 22-23. Oh, okay. You're saying my clock is wrong? You say my clock is wrong, Mr. Man? I bought it at Walmart, okay? It takes AAA batteries. It's professional grade. Speaking of professional grade, I was looking at the story, and I heard Don Morgan talk about this earlier, and it's, it's just great, uh, where you have the senior center in North Dakota. And, you know, old Uncle Sean, you know, he don't he don't smoke the weed. He don't smoke the ganj because, uh, you know, um, it's illegal and wrong. And also, uh, you know, uh, after the heart heart attack, you know, marijuana raises your, your BP. So, you know, there you go. Uh, but you, you have a senior center in North Dakota that got a little buzz going on because a dude who is a teacher or whatever had recently paid a trip to Colorado. And amongst other things, he purchased some pot butter. Butter. He purchased some THC-laced butter, and he brought that back to North Dakota or South Dakota, rather, and uh, and and made some pot brownies. And apparently, he you know the night before he made some pot brownies, and he goes to bed because he's probably stoned, and uh, and and watches the Cartoon Network and leaves the brownies out. Then mom gets up. And mom takes these brownies to this senior center. The old farts start noshing on the brownies because, you know, when you're when you're in a senior center, man, you need some brownies. And they all got stoned, I guess they all <laughs> See it's butter spelled with D's. Butter. Butter, man. It was butter, man. Pot butter, man. And suddenly all these old folks are are, are high off their asses and so and this, I think, sucks. The dude who made the brownies has been arrested. All right. Well, whatever. So th- that's kind of a funny little story. It's like, dude, if you're going to make pot brownies, make sure you hide them and keep them away from mom, especially if she's going to uh, the old folks' home. But, you know, it, it brings up something in my mind. You know, my wife talks about someday she's looking forward to putting me in an old folks' home and so she can go about living her life and stuff. And, and I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm on the cl- the clean and, and, and healthy I'm 12-stepping my way to happiness right now, you know, no booze, no pot, no none of that, no, nothing, you know, I don't, I don't uh, take any intoxicants into my, into my body anymore. You know, if I'm in the hospital, i got to run some morphine, that's about it. Uh, but if I live, if, if living this sober life that I'm living right now, Chris and Don, gets me to the age to where I actually have to be in, like, a senior center, you know, once I get to the senior center and I'm in my 80s, all bets are off, baby. I'm going to drink like a fish. I think you should be able to do heroin in senior centers. I think you should be able to do whatever the hell you want once you get to a senior center. Once you're in an all-care place 
and you're in an old folks home, I, I, I think you should be able to do whatever the hell you want. Look at porn, do heroin, smoke grass every day of your life, eat fatty foods. Takes assisted living to a whole new level. <laughs> I just, well, yeah, man. I need me some assistance. Hand me that gin bottle. Why not? What are you preserving, man? What are you, what are you, you, you watching your weight at that point? No, man, when I get to a senior center, I'm going to drink my ass off. I'm just telling you, I'm going to smoke cigarettes. I'm going to smoke five packs of cigarettes a day on the outdoor patio. I'm not saying I'm going to, I'm going to get into heroin. I might do some LSD. I'm just saying, if I'm, if I'm in my freaking 80s, man, and I'm at that stage of life, you know, and my wife is in her <clears throat> late 40s, and, uh, you know, she wants to go out and experience life, and I'm in the senior center, and I've lived a sober, stinking life for decades, Baby, I'm getting hammered at the senior center, man. I am. I'm going to play some Nirvana in my room at high volume, play some grunge music. Oh, I'm going to hit on the nurses. Right. You know? That's probably what they're success- worried about. Yeah, they well, maybe be. they are. I don't care. I'm going to grab some ass. I, I am. Well, I'm going to grab some nurse ass. I am. I'm going to be that, one of those guys. That and seniors complaining about the volume of the wallpaper. <laughs> and, the, and the breathing of the wallpaper. Yeah. I'm just saying, when you're in your 80s, I think you should do whatever you want. I think you've run the race. It's you know, it, it, we could do whatever you want. So that that's gonna, I'm gonna be the worst person in any whatever senior center my wife drops me in. Baby, it's party time at that point. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that I, 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 I am looking forward to that. I'm not saying that uh, in in dealing with my sobriety, that uh, I go beyond one day at a time, and that's kind of how you do it. I'm not dangling this carrot in front of my eyes as, well, I can't wait to get there. I'm just saying that if I do get there. Right. This is not, this is not your new goal. No, it's not my new goal. It's just if it ends up that way. All right. And I make it into my freaking 80s. Yeah. And my wife dumps my ass into a senior center. Party on, man. Party on, man. Well, you know, that's how it was with, with my grandfather. He was 80, I think he was 88, 89 when he passed away. Right. But the, the last four or five years of his life, uh, he had to live in a nursing home. And, and uh, he was there. And at some point, he found out he had cancer. And he didn't have a whole lot of time left. And so he went right. up. He went up to get breakfast one day, and he didn't really speak English very well. So he told, you know, they gave him his they gave him his plate for breakfast, and he tells the server uh, in in the best English he could put together, "I am almost a hundred years old. I have cancer. I'm having bacon." <laughs> well, there you go. I would, That's what I'm talking yeah, about. I'm like, give him his bacon, or he'll pull a knife on you. Uh, right. You know what I'm having. So give him a stinking bacon, man. He, he went out a happy. He went out a happy guy. You're arguing for geriatric privilege. There I you am. go, Mister Sean. What are you doing, Crystal? So what? <laughs> <laughs> What's the matter to you? I'm 89. I'm doing Crystal. I'm doing bump after bump. You silly nurse. Now get the hell out of here. I'm gonna go look at some porn on the computer. <laughs> I'm just saying. Don't touch my black tar heroin. God almighty. Stay off my heroin. Keep the needles clean. Why is my internet so slow? <laughs> I, you know, I don't care. Nice ass, Nurse Betty or whatever the hell your name is. And, Nurse Betty. And stop melting. Stop melting. <laughs> ah, I'm seeing trails. Oh, it's like the good old days. Why uh, is your hair so loud? Your hair is so loud. What are you, a D-cup? <laughs> now leave me alone so I can do some more meth. <laughs> Where'd y'all hide my tequila? You know, I'm serious, you know. All right. 210-599-5555. I'm serious, man. And you know I am, and that's why right. you're laughing. But, you know, and, I, and I guess the, the funny thing is, is I can't help but think that this was the lifestyle you had many years ago anyway. So. Well, it is. <laughs> It'll be like, life is circular. Life it's is the, circular, it's man. It's the circle of life, like that Elton John song. Yeah. You come back around, baby. You thought I was a mess at 19? Yeah. You hit my ass is 89, man. <laughs> And I got nothing to lose. Right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Uh, Newstalk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Talking about voter laws, voter election bills, uh, socialism, fascism. 
and how I'm going to party my ass off once I make it to the senior center. Let's go to Luann on line two. Luann, how are you? I'm doing great, Sean. I, I just have a couple of quick stories. I, I grew up going many times. We had uh, relatives that lived to be in their hundreds, so we were always going and visiting. But uh, we actually did it with a, a group from church, a, a circle group, a ladies that we make favors and we do right. things, and especially at Christmas time. So one of the times in particular, my mom um, was doing the, the story. You have to kind of put it on a very low level because by then they're like children anyway. Right. And so she had a manger scene. And uh, there was one lady there, and she she didn't have her teeth. And, and Mom goes, well, who was in the manger? And she goes, the baby Jesus. <laughs> she didn't have any teeth. She didn't have any teeth in. And she goes, that's right. That is right. And she says, you know what we've got for all of you so that you all have been so attentive? We brought cookies. And the room lit up. I mean, they of said, course. cookies, cookie. You brought cookies. And, of course, all the people who were right there that worked there, they go, you can only hit three today. Right now, three. That's all you can get is three cookies. Everybody understand? Put your three fingers up. <laughs> well, I mean, it's... Otherwise, it, there was a guy hoarding the cookies. He was over there just pushing them into a basket, a bag that he had. <laughs> it was like a black market so for sad. cookies, you know, and he sells them in the hallway after oh, midnight. Yeah, you could... Yeah. Hey, I've got some cookies. You want to come to my room? <laughs> got some cookies were, for you there. I loved it. I love the older people. Um, I work at the zoo right now, and I tell you, right. the majority of the people are either very young or very old, and I love both. So yeah, I do that's too. a great place for me to be. But Thank I just you. had to tell you about that baby Jesus. I was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Thank <laughs> you, you so much for the call. <laughs> you know, one of the – because I grew up uh, – let's see, I, you know, we moved around a lot when I was a kid, but I, we, uh, uh, my dad, we kind of stopped moving through my middle and high school years. And uh, for six, so for six years, I was just kind of in this one town called Cape Sinclair, Maryland, uh, and we, I went to, went to the local Methodist church there, uh, and that was kind of my home church. And uh, in fact, I still have friends to this day from that church, Cape Sinclair United Methodist Church. And I was in the youth group. Uh, we called it MYF, but uh, it was uh, the youth group, and that was something we did on a regular basis. Is we'd take a, I think, one day a month. You know, because we do stuff on the weekends, you know, uh, and, and go to movies and bowling and stuff like that. But one day a month, we'd go to a local senior center. And I don't even remember what we did. I just remember we would go and hang out with people. That's it. Just because, you know, uh, and my mom is dealing with this right now. And then a lot of folks in these centers and even in, in assisted living, they spend a lot of their time just alone. Uh, just absolutely alone. And especially when you get into the, 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 the total care facilities, you know, uh, just somebody sitting and talking to them uh, means the world. Uh, and I just remember the looks on their faces. Uh, we go and we do, like, Christmas concerts or Christmas, you know, uh, giving Christmas presents and stuff like that. And uh, it, it's just something that I remember very fondly. And because, uh, uh, folks, th- th- there is a circular nature to life in that when you get to a certain age, whether you've got the dementia thing going or not, you, you really do become more childlike, you know, uh, in, in those last few years. And just like a little kid, it doesn't take much to make you smile. And I think one of the shame, the biggest shame or one of the things that is, is such a loss in this country is that going to senior centers was used to be pretty standard stuff for a local neighborhood church, whatever the denomination was. And what we're seeing uh, uh, on a yearly or an annual basis is church membership is way down uh, in general. Uh, you know, uh, with each successive generation, you know, and I'm, I'm frankly dealing with this with my own daughter. They're, they're, they're less and less, frankly, just interested in religion, interested in spirituality at all. Uh, and so the idea of, of being a member of a, of a faith community is is such a foreign thing to them, and yet, uh, like reading books. Yeah, you know, I mean, thankfully my daughter's a, 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 a you know a, a, a book person, but the majority of them don't even want to read a book. And there's so much that I gained as just a way of living, and so many amazing memories that that I still carry with me as a result of just being a member of a local church. 
and the kinds of things you would do, like go to a senior center when you're 12 or 13 or 14 or 15. That it's just not a part of daily life. And, and you know, we, I think one of the greatest disservices to this younger generations, not only is the dumbing down uh, in the public school system, where they're not fostering intellectual curiosity. They're not, they just want the test scores, man. They just want to push them through and make sure they got a head full of CRT and climate, tra- climate change bullcrap. And you combine that with the Internet and just the way they communicate, and they're an isolated bunch. They're, 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 they really are. They're a, they're a generation of, of individuals. And we've lost that sense, that sense of community Actually, that's a bad word, you know, because we, they're, they're, they're pushing the communist stuff and the socialist stuff. We've lost a sense of the neighborhood, I believe, and what a sense of a neighborhood connotes, which is you know your neighbors. You know your neighbor's kids. Uh, you, you attend the local church or synagogue or what have you. You, uh, you, you do stuff in your community. You, you, you just don't hang out online or sit in the dark or what have you. You do stuff with your friends, you know, and you have school activities that you're engaged in. That stuff really kind of sets you up for a life of, of uh, being in society and being in other people's lives and, and having that be uh, a reality, whereas now we're just all sitting in, front of com- sitting in front of computer screens. And the idea of just going to a senior center just to go to one without having anybody there is probably a foreign idea to a lot of young people today. 210-599-5555. Sam, hang on. We'll talk to you next. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. Uh, Sam's been on hold forever. Uh, we're talking about this voting rights bill or whatever the hell it is. It's not really a voting rights bill. It's a voting cheat bill. Let's go to Sam on line one. Sam, how you doing? Good morning, sir. My name is Sam. I'm hey. at the party's, uh, Seniors Party Center, and uh, we're, we're just <laughs> verifying your, your meal plan. Well, first of all, we just need your, your signature because we're going to, instead of sending you in a van to vote, we're going to take you to a casino of your choice. So we want to go over your meal plan, your special brownies, uh, your sippy cup with a Nancy Pelosi on it. Now, did you want vodka or tequila with that, sir? And also vodka, um, vodka, vodka mixes with the prune juice much better. So go with the vodka. Okay. And and your let's go, Brandon, uh, uh, pull-ups. Uh, that that'll be have, have to be special ordered for you. See but, how you are. Uh, we just we we just want to verify verify those things for you because you know this okay. is the party senior center and <laughs> i'm just saying that when you get to be that age and you're in a senior center you should be able to do whatever the hell you want to do you know and, what i mean that's all just, I, I'm, you and, well you know what i don't i don't care what other people do that's what i'm gonna do okay let's put it that way this is what i'm gonna do i make it to 80 in my 80s and i get into a senior center a full care place i'm gonna have some fun <laughs> that's why we call it party seniors party center sir Right. Very cool. All right, Sam. Thanks for the call. You have a great day, brother. Bye. You too, man. You too. You know. Just saying. 210-599-5555. Uh, God, I'm just so freaking tired of racism. You know, I, I, I opened up, we opened up Ware and Rima with this race crap because it's just every day, man. Every day I got a story out of, uh, Western Carolina University I'm going to get into uh, when we get back after the newest. And, uh, you know, pretty much everything that is anti-extremist uh, Democrat agenda, uh, even if you merely disagree with the president, is is race. You're a racist. You're a stinking racist. we got MLK Day coming up on Monday. And I'm going to toss this this, uh, question out to you. Let it percolate in your brains if you're a liberal idiot. And you have the the cojones to call me up and go on the air. Uh, Can you explain to me how critical race theory in any way, shape, or form lines up with the philosophies and words of Martin Luther King? 
I asked this question, and that's the secondary question. I ask this all the time. Is there somebody listening who could possibly explain to me how uh, state responsibility over elections is racist? Can you explain to me how black people can't vote in America in the year 2021 or 2022? Because I'd really like to hear it. I'd really because a lot of you believe that absolutely. A lot of you, you know, who who are are, are diehard Democrats or liberal idiots, you buy into this race stuff absolutely 101 percent. That the system is racist. That elections are racist. Uh, that uh, states uh, governing their own elections and requiring people to show valid ID to uh, vote in an election, valid citizenship. You believe all that stuff is racist. You do, right? So explain to me how it is, because that's the one thing you never hear. It's just stated as a foregone conclusion that it is so, but it's never explained how it is so, because there is no how it is so. There is no uh, logic. There is no explanation. There is no reason. And, uh, you know, I, I, I said this earlier, and it's a question we really haven't tossed out there. Do you honestly think that if the if everything, all things were equal and it was Republicans after uh, a questionable election getting into office and Republicans were out there calling for, for exactly this kind of a bill, are you telling me Democrats, the Democrats would be for it? Are you saying that they'd be, they wouldn't be fighting this tooth and nail? themselves because if we're let if we're to believe what they're claiming about democracy and we're not a democracy but uh, democracy uh is is threatened by our voter laws and state-run elections uh then it would have to be true no matter who's in office and jack asked this question last night and he's, it was a great question if this is so vital to our democracy why has no democrat or anybody else proposed this stuff prior to the last election because we've had this system of elections for the length of the history of our nation, basically. So if it was so deeply flawed and racist, why are we just hearing about it now? Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSA. You have to remember, there's another part to what's going on, too. And that is these giant corporations who say, wow, a lot of talk about high prices and inflation, this is a chance to get in there and not only pass along costs, but to inflate prices beyond that and just engage in a little straightforward price gouging. Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. The words of Sitting Bull, also known as uh, Elizabeth Warren. God, she just never shuts up about the evil corporations. Uh, no, Elizabeth, I don't think the evil uh, supermarket chains are are gouging the prices of stuff because the stuff is not on the shelves, baby. It's sweetheart. It, it's it's you know if they're having to raise prices on certain things, it's because it's in lo- it's 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 in low supply. It's basic economics, but for for a chick like that, for liberals in general, it's always the evil, greedy corporations. Yang, 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 yang. And yet, when Donald Trump rolled back regulations uh, and and gave some tax breaks to those evil corporations, wow, man, we had more people working in this country than ever before. We had a rock and roll economy. I mean, you guys are obsessed with Trump, but you're not obsessed with this part about Trump, okay? Uh, evil corporate America created all kinds, a crapload of new jobs, opened up new installations and factories here stateside, provided opportunity. General cost of living went down because they were able to produce stuff and and uh, and, and and pay their employees a decent wage. Both Elizabeth Warren, it's always the evil corporation. And you look at what's going on with CPS right now. You want to talk about an evil, greedy corporation? Government, man. Government. Government are the folks who are constantly looking at ways to gouge you out of your tax dollars uh, to fund their their extraordinarily 
uh, uh, luxurious lifestyles and, and their place of importance in our society. That's what it is. They're, they're, they're raising, they're going to raise the, the prices of, of energy here in San Antonio via CPS because, I don't know, maybe Nuremberg needs, needs a new set of curtains. There's no other reason why, to, why they're doing it. Nuremberg must need some new office decorations or maybe a new personal gym somewhere uh, or, or what have you. And so they, uh, you're gonna be, you and I are going to be paying more on our electric bill and everything else. So you want to talk about greedy corporations. How many times do you hear somebody from this administration say, if, you're, if you make a certain amount of money every year, each year, you're not paying your fair share. What it means is, I'm not squeezing enough out of you. Such a load of crap. Uh, I'm grumpy. Let's go to Steve on line one. Steve, how you doing? I'm doing well, Sean. So glad to have you back. I want you to know that we were praying hard for you by name, that you have a speedy, healthy, and strong recovery. You've given Thank us you so-, so many so many great years and so many great laughs. We missed you, and we're just ecstatic to have you back, sir. Thank you so much, brother. That makes my day. That means everything to me. I, I really appreciate that, brother. Thank you. Praying, we, we were praying hard for you by name. I... Uh, I had some stickers made up that say, uh, stop believing the Democrats. And the other one says, thank the Democrats. So when I see the empty shelves, uh, the, 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 the bare shelves, I, 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 if I can, I leave a little sticker that says, thank the Democrats. <laughs> Gas pumps, thank the Democrats. Sometimes it, it's it, every other sticker. It's, it's one sticker says, thank the Democrats. It's a roll of stickers. Right. The other one says, uh, uh, stop uh, believing the Democrats. But I, I want to say I don't believe, number one, I don't believe any of the reporting on COVID anymore. I, I, I haven't for a long time, but really the numbers, I mean, they're giving us these numbers. We're li- we live in a country that can't even count the votes on election night, and then we're expected to believe that these numbers <laughs> that are updated minute by minute, second by second are true. I, I don't believe any of it, and I, I Encourage everybody. Don't believe any other reporting that you're hearing about about the uh, 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 the, the COVID. It's just, right. It's all it's all a big con job. The other thing with with concern to the uh, uh, the racism of the Democrat Party, I it's just such a shame that conservative Republicans can't verbalize and communicate and articulate the true racism that exists in this country. The way talk show hosts do. I hear talk show hosts. I hear you and Trey and Jack. And I think, why don't the Republicans speak this? And especially when I see how the Democrat Party has devastated and decimated minority men, women, families, and children, what they've done to them over the last 20, 30, 40, 50 years. The the truth, the, the fact of the matter is, In 2020, millions of minorities left, chose freely to leave the Democrat Party and voted for President Donald J. Trump. And and with freedom, they did that. And they had those votes stolen from them by the Democrat Party. And, And to date, none of the Democrats have stood up for those stolen votes. It's 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 a crime. It's a sin. And, and I just pray every day that, the, that, that minorities more and more, like they did in 2020, are waking right. up. The big lie, the only big lie out there is that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris won the 2020 election. Right. I agree. Absolutely. Steve, man, it's so great to hear from you, brother. And thanks for the prayers. I, I really appreciate it, man. Thank you. God you rock. You, sir. God bless you too. Well, you know, we'll get get into the racism of the Democratic Party right now, and uh, and uh, liberal progressives or whatever the hell they call themselves now. Whatever the the latest label is that they're not embarrassed by that they're they're you know going with now. As far as COVID numbers, um, I just having spent some time in the medical world over the past month, a lot of people are getting it. Uh, and a lot of people are getting it whether they're vaxxed or they're not vaxxed. 
what the specific numbers are, no, I, I don't know. I'm a little suspicious, and, and, and the reason for my suspicion is that in the first wave of COVID numbers, and even in the, the Delta variant, uh, we had all kinds of examples of uh, uh, of numbers of, of the books being cooked on this thing by uh, uh, including people who were likely to get it, uh, folks who had some other serious medical condition, and they happened to test positive for COVID. Uh, we, we know that to be true. We saw it here in our own city where they were uh, cooking the books on people likely to get COVID and adding those folks into the actual COVID numbers. So all of that stuff leads me to be a little cynical as to what the actual numbers are. I do know a lot of people are getting it. Uh, I do know that. And it's it, it, it based upon what I'm seeing, it, it is certainly true that the vaccine doesn't seem to matter. Uh, and that's not me telling you not to get vaccinated or what have you. Make up your own mind in that regard. I'm just saying the more I see as far as people getting it, the less the vaccine seems to do a damn thing at all. Uh, and as far as we got the CDC or the, uh, uh, I think the CDC, uh, coming up with new mask guidelines today. It'll be interesting to see what that means. Uh, and, and frankly, I still believe the masks don't do anything. I, 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 there's no science backing that stuff up. Uh, and and the, the narrative on, on masks have been uh, uh, shifty at best. Uh, or certainly not, uh, not, there's been no standard line of thought or scientific evidence backing up that these pieces of cloth we put over our mouths do a damn thing for anybody. Again, people are getting it. Lots of people are getting it. I, I, as far as what the actual numbers are, I have the faintest idea. Because uh, there's what's being reported, and then there's a reality, and I, I don't think those two link up. Because <laughs> they have it in the, in the past, right? So I don't know. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. As far as racism, you know, I, I, I mentioned this story out of Western Carolina University, and one of the uh, tenets, if you will, of, of the woke crowd is what we just want to create a safe space for everyone. We want to create, you know, if it's a college, we want to we want a campus where everyone feels comfortable. For a lot of the CRT stuff and even the transgendered stuff, isn't that sort of at the heart of their argument? We just want everyone to feel equal, or not equal, they don't use that word anymore. They, they switch that out for equity, whatever, you know, and a flawed definition of equity at that. But we just want everybody to feel comfortable. In society, we want everyone to feel welcome. And at the Western, Car- at Western Calor- Calor- uh, Carolina uh, University, um, they have mandatory CRT sensitivity training for all of their RAs, their resident assistants, which is a job. I mean, you, if you are a, an RA at, at a dorm, you are being paid a certain amount of money to do that. It is a job. And the university is requiring that all RAs get mandatory CRT uh, sensitivity training where they learn stuff like don't say melting pot to anyone because America is not a melting pot. And it's offensive. And uh, several RAs voiced their opinions that they were not pleased with this mandatory training. And I suspect the reason they weren't pleased with the mandatory training is because it's not something that they the, the see when you mandate when you make something mandatory that people are trained in some thought uh, uh, at the corporate level or, or the employment level. The foregone conclusion is everything you're saying is right. And so these RAs who are complaining about this, well, they've been mocked, they've been threatened. Uh, students are are hoping that they die of COVID. And even the faculty at Western Carolina University have been mocking these students online. And it makes you wonder about this business of wanting everyone to feel welcome and comfortable. Because very obviously there is one group of people who uh, uh, the, the exact opposite is true. They don't want you to be comfort- comfortable at all. They disdain you. They want you to freaking die. They make rape jokes about you. Nothing is off limits if you, what, disagree with CRT.
or if you're uh, a conservative or if you're a person of faith. You know, that's uh, uh, that's what it's all about. Uh, Stan and Denise, hang on. We'll talk to you when we get back. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. We're going to talk to Stan and Denise here momentarily. But I have to say something. I, I, I noticed something yesterday because, uh, you know, I got this cat named Jarvis. Chris was mispronouncing his name again off, off air. Jar Jar? It's Jarvis. And I noticed that Don Morgan had posted something uh, yesterday. I don't remember what it was, but it was cat-related. Oh, it was the uh, – there was some cat tracks going through uh, some, some road paint. They had painted oh, right. the stripes on the road, and there were some cat paw prints that, it, you know, the cat had walked through the paint and then onto the pavement. Right. And the, the, I think the line was – I'm sure the cat was looking right into the eyes of the person painting these lines on the road. <laughs> right. Because, you know, cats meeting. do stuff like that. Well, they do. They watch you and they screw with you. Yeah. But somebody on your thread there, thread thingy, mentioned my cat, Jarvis. <laughs> <laughs> Jarvis. Jarvis. And I, I've come to notice or think that my cat Jarvis, Jar Jar. Jarvis could very well be the most famous cat in all of San Antonio because of this. Could be. There com- people are commenting on other people's posts now about cats invoking the name of Jarvis. My cat is famous. It's right. entirely possible my stinking cat is more freaking famous than I am. And if you, I'm going to have to go, yeah, I'm looking at the comment. You notice that she didn't say, you know, was it Sean Rima's cat? No. She went right to the cat's name. Just Jarvis. J- jumped over you altogether. I didn't, it's like I don't exist. I'm a phantom. I'm cellophane. <laughs> you know, and, and, and at the cat, everybody knows the stinking cat. Right. Let's get some endorsement deals for Jarvis, Jarvis. Let's get some deals going. Hi, I'm freaking Jarvis for Meow Mix. You know what I mean? I, I'm I'm freaking Jarvis. Have you have you tried clumping litter as opposed to non-clumping litter? <laughs> then he can start earning his keep around here. <laughs> Famous cat Jarvis. <laughs> we're still taking to get we're still taking to get clips le- uh, next week. It's still going to happen, take, Jarvis. I can still take those from you, pal. Right. The, the funny right. thing is, is that this whole thing with Jarvis started when you adopted Jarvis and you brought right. Jarvis home, and you were right. all about Jarvis. Because you had right. to keep you had to keep the cat in your room because you didn't want yeah. the other cats to rough him up. So you, Back when you he kept, loved me. Right, he was a little teeny kitten. He was cute. He stayed in your room. He was all over you. He was your best friend. And then you opened the door. Open the door. Now I mean and nothing. Now to he him. he never goes near you. You know he rarely wants anything uh, yeah. to do with you. He's a turncoat. He is. It's mm-hmm. like a star is born. And now he's right. he's more famous than me. I you know and I'm on my own radio show. Other people are commenting about him and not even mentioning me. I hate you, Jarvis. What have you done to my life? All right. 210 I'm taking your nuts next week, pal. Not a damn thing you can do about if it. I can't have mine, you're not having yours either. That's right. Mine have no purpose in life, neither will yours. going to keep them in a Jarvis. <laughs> Oh. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play Yahtzee with your cat nuts. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> I'm gonna get myself a roulette wheel. That's right. <laughs> Bet on you know, black one. <laughs> you may be famous, pal, oh, but I got man. those right here in the palm of my hand. Yeah. Right. I my own you. Give me a bet. I own you. My wife's looking at me, going, "Yeah, well, I own yours." <laughs> All right, uh, 210599. <laughs> oh, God. What a day. Uh, 210, let's go to the phones. Here's uh, Stan on line two. Stan, how are you? Hey, pretty good. How are you doing? Great. I'm glad glad, you, glad you're back and wish you a blessed, uh, healthy 2022, my friend. Thank you, man. I appreciate that, brother. Uh, I, I, I have a question about the uh, city public service heights. I don't know if you saw Channel 12. One of the reporters did a uh, interview with the uh, CEO, I guess, or interim CEO, Rudy Garza. Right. 
asked him about taking cuts and, uh, you know, as a good PR move, the uh, top, she had a list of the top, I think, 90 employees that make anywhere from 155 to $425,000 a year. Good God. Yeah. He said, uh, don't you think it'd be a good idea for that? And he, he bypassed the question and said, well, um, the thing is, the rates aren't going to go for that. They're going to keep us competitive with other things. So he, he bypassed the question about them taking a cut. But I did notice a couple of things on the The VP of People and Culture makes $245,000. Oh, God. Which is a the completely made-up position. The VP of Customer Value Optimization makes $233,000. Oh, God. So, but you and I got to take it in the butt, you know, to, to, to pay these uh, these uh, these higher prices. Yeah, well, I'm, Great. Just, I'm, just, I'm just wondering how many of these people are related to each other and what type of real qualifications they they have. I, well, several of the positions you just mentioned sound completely in, invented. Well, like, what do they actually freaking of, do? Two out of two out of 90, 90 of them. Uh, I mean, that's just two that I noticed wrist off the right. bat. But there's a lot of a right. lot of them that you know. There's VPs. There's so many VPs. Right. I don't know. And then there's uh, and, assistant and they they each have a team. You know that they have to have. Uh, uh, I got to run, Stan. But I, I appreciate the call. We'll keep our eyes on this. It's highway robbery, is what it is. Let's go to Denise. Denise, how are you? Hey, Sean. Glad to have hey. you back, sir. Glad to be back. Hey. <laughs> yeah, I bet you are. Um, <laughs> are we still are we still talking Omicron or not? That's fine. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, um, I think what we need to do is, as a as a community, as a as a country, it, is not be scared of COVID at this point because Omicron. Right. I've done done a lot of research on what Omicron is. Settles in the bronchus. It doesn't settle in the lungs. It's it's a cold. I just got over it. Um, right. Had COVID before, but I think we can. The media, of course, it's fear porn. They they want oh, to sure. continue this fear and want people to be scared. Um, as a matter of fact, my son's college up in Georgetown just sent us a, an email about masking policy. They've always had a masking policy, but now they said with new research that that the CDC has has come up with. We decided that cloth masks are ineffective. You will need to either wear an N95 or you will need to have a surgical mask under your cloth mask. And these are these are college kids. These are fraternity, yeah. sorority, athletes. Um, right. And I'm just, we, we've had it. We've had it. Yeah. We're done. I've got to take a break, but I'm going to pick up on that when I get back. Okay, so stay, keep listening. I'm going to respond to what you're saying when I get back. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSA. And we're back. News Talk five fifty KTSA FM one zero seven one. Nah. I'm Sean. I'm Sean. This is my show. That's Christmas time. We're all here. This is Sean's show. And uh, the phone lines are open. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. We were talking to Denise about Omicron and and, and what's going on here and. Uh, you know, it's like I said a little while ago, I, I was in, you know, the medical community, if you will, for a month, and, uh, yeah, a lot of people are getting it. Uh, it's it's much more contagious than previous uh, variants. That is certainly true. Um, it's certainly also much more mild for most folks who get it. Uh, but if you're not most folks and you have, you know, something else going on, well, it, it still can be really, really, really bad. And I, I know because my family and my wife and I have had people just over the past few days who, you know, for whom it was really, really bad. Um, it, as far as the, the actual numbers, no, I'm, I'm, I'm cynical as to what those numbers are. I, I Just because they've been cooking the books on those since since day one, whether if you're talking about folks here in San Antonio or across the country. So I, I don't know what the exact numbers are. I don't know if that, that anybody does, but certainly lots of people are getting it. I do know that when I was in the hospital, uh, you had more and more nursing staff coming down with it. Uh, you you had uh, emergency rooms filled with people who have tested positive and are having some kind of system or symptom. I do know that. I know that. I and and I I know that firsthand. So there's no denying that. 
Uh, It doesn't make me believe that mandates do any damn bit of good, uh, you know. Uh, And and as far as the masks, I I, I still, you know, and I I differ from other people and even people in my own family about my opinion on this, and I don't think they do a damn thing to to do anything. I don't think they do anything. And now the CDC is uh, the others. Uh, the CDC is going to upgrade their mask rules today. But uh, Denise, when she called, she said her kids' college said the cloth masks don't do anything. So you got to have the uh, the professional grade or the or you got to wear two masks or what have you. And uh, you know, again, I, I I have not seen any scientific evidence or uh, steady. Uh, uh, understanding of what they do or what they don't do. Now, I do believe that everybody has to look at their... I, I think it comes down to personal responsibility and what is going on in, in your specific situation as far as how you want to react to this. Certainly we have seen here in Texas and in Florida where they didn't have any mandates or they rolled them back as soon as they could and their numbers were down. In places where they have all kinds of mandates and extreme mandates and dictates like New York and L.A., uh, and even Michigan, the rates are much higher. So very obviously the mandates don't work. Uh, I know in my specific situation, because I now am at greater risk because of my medical stuff, and we still have to be concerned about my stepdaughter and her medical stuff, you know, my wife is asking me to do certain things, and uh, we're not out and about as much as we were, but that's our choice. Based upon our specific, and my mom, based upon our specific situation, which is how it should be. Um, I saw a story briefly on Fox last night before I went to bed that, uh, you know, there was a kid with leukemia who hadn't been vaccinated, and there was a medical reason why the kid couldn't vet- get vaccinated, and he was getting kicked out of, of a Ronald McDonald house because he, he, he hadn't been vaccinated. There are people who can't get vaccinated. <laughs> they just, for whatever reasons, they can't do it medically, usually. And, uh, you know, so one could argue that some of these mandates over the past two years have actually killed people based upon their medical situation and why they couldn't get vaccinated and whose medical care was uh, preempted because they hadn't been vaccinated. And if you want to walk down that uh, racist lane of, uh, you know, people of color need to get certain therapeutics ahead of white people because it tends to hit their communities harder, you're the stinking racist in the room. Now, am I walking around thinking about COVID as much as I was two years ago or one year ago? No, absolutely not. Um, again, I, I, I am now taking certain precautions uh just because of and it's not really like a big deal for me anyway because i'm working from home again i still am in the midst in the midst of a medical situation so i'm not going out a whole lot anyway <laughs> you know i don't really go. yesterday was the most i'd been out uh in in since i got out of the hospital and i went to uh H-E-B and walmart uh, and that was pretty much it uh, there was one other place. I went to the bank. I went. To, I wore a mask into the into the bank because my wife had asked me to. Because she cracks that whip, man. She just did. She's sitting right over there, cracking an invisible whip against my ass. But I, if you think that I'm sitting around thinking about COVID, well, no, not nearly as much as I was. I'm, you know, just kind of I'm cognizant of it. I go to the HEB. I, you know, I'm not. I'm seeing maybe a few more people wearing masks. But I'm also seeing plenty of people not wearing masks. And I think as far as the mandates, people are just done. In large measure, I think people are done with it. So let everybody decide on their own, man. 210-599-5555. Final few moments of the show coming up, so whatever's on your brain. Uh, The other thing I started started off the show with, and I just want to repeat this again for the record. Okay, I think the whole Biden thing has really bitten the Democrats on the ass. And I don't think they had any great plan for what to do about it. I honestly think that if they that, that they believed in their arrogance and their, their elitism that they could just shove any damn Democrat into the Oval Office and accomplish everything they want to accomplish 
which is basically a, a centralization of power in America through the federal government. And they just didn't figure Joe would suck as bad as he does. <laughs> and you know why I believe that? Because they're talking about Hillary Clinton in 2024. Hillary stinking Clinton. Now, I don't think trying to bring Hillary Clinton back into the fold or back into the circus is part of any great master plan. I think it's absolute freaking desperation. When you when your party has no one else that they can hitch their wagon to in 2024 other than freaking Hillary Clinton, because we're seeing op-ed pieces about her now, she's doing more interviews. Okay, you're not dealing with some plan that they're executing. You're dealing with a stumble fest, man. And my reaction is, you know what? Please go ahead and run her. By all means, make Beto her freaking VP. Make Ilhan, Ilhan Omar her freaking VP choice. You run freaking Hillary. Well, I guess it would have to be Kamala, right? I don't know. Who knows? Kamala sucks even worse than uh, Biden does. But by all means, run. I'd, wouldn't you love to see Ron DeSantis going up against Hillary Clinton? And if anybody in this country thinks that Hillary Clinton is the way to go for the Democrats, first off, you're a moron. And secondly, uh, go for it. But please, dear Jesus, run freaking Hillary, man. Run that old vodka snuffing uh, 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 witch and, and see what happens to you. Two one zero five nine. Did I say snuffing? Is that a word? Chris, is that even a word? I think I just made up a word. Two one zero five nine nine. I meant to say snorting. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSA. Hey, this is David Van Camp, and you're listening to News Talk five fifty KTSA and FM one zero seven one. Stay connected. And we're back. News Talk five fifty KTSA. Final few moments of the show. Go to the phone lines. Elvis on line one. Elvis, what's on your brain? Sean, as you know, I make uh, various deliveries within the city. I also deliver right. a couple of print shops in the area. One right. of the uh, owners told me that just before the election, someone was calling around out of Florida looking for watermarked absentee balloting paper. And this is, <laughs> I didn't even know it was watermarked. Wow. No, he said he, really? turned, he turned that. Con- yeah. So I know this was stolen election. He said yeah. he turned the complaint into the elections office and they already had 10 other complaints of the same uh, situation. God. Yeah. It I was a total know cheat, man. It was watermark. Yeah. I didn't even know it was watermark. I didn't either. I didn't either until you called. Uh, really? No. no. And that's, what, that's why they want this bill. Anyway. And this bill is not going to pass, but this is what they—this is why they want it. It would basically legalize the way they cheated the last election, essentially. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. It's just—it's just unforgivable. Yep. Elvis, thanks for the call, man. Let's go to Charles on line two. Charles, how you doing? I'm doing great, Sean. How about yourself? Not too bad, man. Not too bad. What are you—what are you thinking about? Well, I wanted to tell you something about city public service. I used to work there, and though I worked in the field, I can tell you that that. Those, that particular entity, just like saws, can be run by a monkey. And I can tell you that. No, I'm serious. I'm serious. I agree with you. I'm not... They used to have, they didn't have CEOs and what or not. They used to have a general manager, and the general manager never made more than the city manager. So my proposal is we could put it back into the hands of the city, hire two assistant city managers, one, and each one will have, one will have saws, the other one, will have uh, CPS as their areas of responsibility, but they will not make more than the city manager does. And, yeah, I mean, uh, some of these salaries we're hearing about, when they're they're voting to jack up the prices, and exactly. we're hearing about some of these salaries and positions that don't even sound like they do it, like they're completely invented positions. Exactly. You know, people are getting pissed off. I don't think the major- enough people are paying attention, though, unfortunately. Yeah, I know. Unfortunately. And that's what sucks, you know, because they're getting robbed exactly. at City Hall. Uh, these you know, are public Charles, servants. These are public servants, and they're making more than uh, than the uh, person that's in charge. <laughs> ex- Which right, is- you're right. <laughs> Which is screwed up, man. Hey, Charles, thanks for the call, brother. Yeah, you all, you all down there at City Hall and CPS, you're a bunch of criminals, man. You're a bunch of freaking thieves. You really are. You're scumbag thieves. How's that make you feel? 
Uh, let me say that again. You're a bunch of scumbags. You're a bunch of money-grubbing scumbags. And uh, not you, Clayton, uh, as far as the city council. Uh, but they're all. They're just a rabble, man. And, and you know what? Every time I say that, dude, and I'm talking to you folks downtown, you have no idea how many people in their cars and at their workplace right now are cheering me and agreeing with me. You're a bunch of money-grubbing scumbags. Power-grubbing, money-grubbing thieves. How's that make you feel? Probably not a damn, not a damn thing. Uh, also, just watching TV and, uh, you know, I, 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 man, have you seen these commercials with Joe Piscopo? Chris, I don't know if you're if you were a big Piscopo fan or if you were too young for that era of Saturday Night Live. Don Morgan was, but Joe Piscopo used to be, you know, a really funny guy. He used to do the Sinatra imitations on SNL sort of during the last couple of years when that show was even remotely funny. But, God, I just I keep seeing him on these commercials. I think I don't know if they're AARP commercials or what the hell they are. If you're an old fart, you're, you're either selling gold, AARP, or reverse mortgages. mortgages. You know what I mean? And Piscopo is on these commercials. What has he done to himself, man? I mean, I the, the hair dye, he looks like his hair, you know, it's just a plastic helmet that he could click off. And the, the dyeing the eyebrows, you know, I'm at the point in my, in my life where I'm just going to let myself fall apart like an old jalopy. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, wanna, I don't ever want to be one of those dudes who dyes his freaking hair, you know what I mean, when I'm in my freaking 60s and 70s. What do you mean you're going to let yourself fall apart? Well, I am currently letting myself fall apart, but I'm going to let you watch every stinking bit of it. I want everybody, I want everybody to see me fall apart, okay? Well, we're hearing it. Well, I'm just... Have you seen Piscopo? Haven't you seen? He looks like a freaking robot, man. He doesn't even look real anymore. I got nothing against him personally. I know a lot of people in Hollywood do because he's conservative, which is why he ends up on Fox News all the time. But, dude, just be natural, man. Mitchell Gray Show. He looks like a freaking robot. You know, age is a fact of life, man. Of course, it's all in how you feel and how you treat yourself, which means I have the body and the physique of a 72-year-old man. Uh, but I, I accept that, man. I, you know you know how ridiculous I'd look if I dyed my, my freaking beard like dark brown? I'm just saying. Do whatever makes you happy. I'm just stating as an opinion, as my Joe Piscopo looks weird. Okay, there I said it again. He looks stinking weird. Like he's not human. All right. Uh, that's going to be the show, and uh, I, I get lots of emails every day, and I, I, you know, I do check the, and first off, a lot of, still a lot of support and love uh, for me medically. Uh, and I, I really, your old Uncle Sean really appreciates that. Ran into a buddy uh, at HEB yesterday, Alejandro, who's a big uh, uh, fan of the show. And I love, even if I look like crap, I love running into people who listen to this show at, at the HEB and the Walmart. It, it, and it really does make my day when people tell you they really like what you do. Uh, and Alejandro, I believe it's his birthday today. So happy birthday, buddy. It was nice meeting you yesterday. Uh, but send me an email if you want, Sean at KTSA.com. Otherwise, Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins up next. Thank you, Chris. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, Don Morgan, and my good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.